Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's Dermot Fingless. Hello there. No, folks, don't switch the dial. I don't think you're in the wrong day of the week. It is Tuesday after the bank holiday, not Sundays on LMFM between midday and 2 or 2.30. Yes, Dermot Finglas, what a historic day. It was a watershed here on the station for all of us on Sunday when he presented his country music show for the final time. His career began on the airwaves 37 years ago in 1979 with Boyneside Radio before becoming country anchor on LMFM Radio when it began broadcasting in September 1989. And today on Late Lunch, I'm delighted Dermot is joining us, along with his pals from radio, Gavin Duffy, Eddie Caffrey and Michael Jarrett. Is it OK to call you the famous four? Oh, well, it's better than the geriatric four, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Dermot. Uh, it's just it's fantastic to be here I'm not going to sort of tell him all the difficulties I went to to get here Jerry but I wouldn't have missed it for for uh, for, for, for the world um, they were great days tell us about the beginnings of this fellow because before we went on air Dermot and yourself and Eddie and Michael were toing and froing well, how did you meet this guy yeah first? well Dermot corrected me and actually now he's, 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 he's right I have this distinct memory now you know we're talking about uh, sorry, if it 40 was... 40 years ago. 40 years ago, right? Yeah. I am going down the stairs and coming up the stairs is a chap and I can hear him breathing heavy and you know he's around another flight of stairs but I can hear him coming before I see him, right? And he's carrying a big bag of coal. He's just telling me a 10 stone bag of coal, right? And I say hello to him as you do, sort of going down the stairs and he said, hello there. And I, I sort of said, wow, that's a... So I stopped him, right? And I said, sorry, uh, have you ever... Cons- this is my memory of it. I've ever considered working in radio. Now, Jerry, when I spoke to you uh, when you were on to me a week or so ago, c- could I come along today? I was sure that was in Donaghy's Mill, because that's what I was thinking of said. <laughs> I now know where it was. It was... It, it was a the flats in Larger Street. Yeah. The top floor of the flats in Larger Street. And... Uh, and uh, uh, there he was, sort of... Uh, you, you were... You, 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 I, 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 it was a huge bag of coal. It was a ten stone. There were jute sacks that time. They were called jute. They were made yeah. of cloth, you know, yeah, heavy yeah. old cloth. And it was a lashing wet old day. Yeah. Therefore, you could put another. It was twelve stone you had in your bag because you put another two stone onto the, the wet sack. 
And my memory was, you know, he was reluctant, right? Yeah. Because I, I don't know, just I, I'm I don't know what I, I'm eighteen or something. I say, would you would you consider working on a radio station? And uh, Dermot said, Oh, look, I've done all of that. I was a cabaret star. No, well, I tell you. So that it was sort of that. Ah, look, uh, that show business. Uh, I've, I've, I, I've done that. And so, if you don't mind me saying, I was just saying, gosh, it's a lovely job versus hump and coal. You know what I mean? I thought it was doing him a favour. So, yeah, he was a bit hard to get. And then I think Eddie, he, he appeared with Harry Martin in yeah. the station. This it, is Boyneside. Now we're talking about yes. Donahue's Mill up in the Silver Cooker. We were all starting. Explain what the Silver Cooker was. You know, the sort of tinfoil on Oh, the tinfoil, yeah. yeah that yeah. was because we were sitting underneath the aerial and we used to get burns yeah, off yeah. the door handles and off the equipment. So it was to shield the, the, uh, us from the electric. The, the static. It was on static, top of yeah. us. Yeah. Static. But, um, um, yeah, the country show, we were kind of dabbling with it at weekends. Paul Rick Roden was doing yeah. the country show and uh, then Gavin wanted to get the local celebrity, like, you know, because we, like, we had Des Wilson and Ray Stone. These are all guys who are in show bands. And Gavin yeah. said, I'm going to try Harry Martin. And Harry said, I'd love to do it, Gavin, but I don't know much about country music. Yeah. But I know a fella that does. Can he come in with me? Yeah. And Dermot came in, uh, produced for Harry for a while. I think Harry joined the Cotton Mill Boys. And Harry, we love yeah. you and love gay. I love to gay I was and all that. Talking to him this morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just you were hopeless, Harry. Yeah. You were brilliant with the Cotton Mill Boys. <laughs> but beside Dermot Fingless, with that voice, he just yeah, sure. once he said, "Once you heard the voice," and and Dermot just made it his own. It's just like. You know, it was like Gabo in the late late. It was Dermot yeah. in the country show. Uh, it says that was it. He had the voice for it. Hey Dermot, do you remember your first show? Do you remember the? first No, I don't time? remember the first show. To be honest with you, I remember all the. Were you sober? Uh, yeah, well, no, no, that's another thing too. We used to, we, at the, at, in those days, you couldn't take a little job before you were done. And that, across the road, what was the name of the pub in the top? Wagon Wheel. The Wagon Wheel. Wagon Wheel. And we'd go down to Donoghue's Mill then and do a little job then. So you'd have a little... Of course uh, you would, yeah. So oh, the too. standards were very different then. No, uh, but but sorry, were, sorry, they were great, good. okay? Yeah. We had great, great fun. But uh, we were so... I mean, I, this is truthful. We were so excited by yeah. by Dermot because... Um, I don't know. I think there's something special about country music and then when you have the voice of Dermot Fingless introducing the discs. Even a bad country song sounds good. <laughs> when, 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 and you know, and if you're somebody who's been brought up listening to the Don Williams and people like that, you know, a voice, uh, a voice like that, uh, it, you know, it, it was just... Uh, he he was the, the the biggest find for us, and uh, you, you were. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about this. Hello there, you know, and the way Gavin and you know even Eddie. Well, you'll hear everybody Hello. say it. It's your catchphrase. Was that from that day where you met, or is it just something that you said? To it's people? just something I said. That's all it was. I think there was a guy on on, on radio, on the on the uh, RTE, who said it. At lunchtime, in some sponsored program. Or something. Okay. Yeah, there was Brendan Balfe maybe said something yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah. But it just not with that no, croak, no. not with that uh, jet. Was no. it? Never, never, never. That takes that takes thousands <laughs> of cigarettes <laughs> and many a Jack Daniels to get down there. So uh, you know, it was it was very good. But uh, some some you know, Dermot was with us a while. And suddenly, you know, he got back into it. Now, you know, the guys will will attest. Uh, I, I, you know, he technically took him a while to sort of get the decks because in those days, Michael, you you sort of explain the technicalities of the dust mat. Oh, the dust yeah, mat. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah that, that's like, just here pushes the button and it all comes off a computer. I don't even and, push and the button. You've been paid to do that because it's so easy now. Versus we had to work. The, the, the dust mat was basically it was sort of a mat on on the turntable. You put your seven inch record on it, so you sort of you know practice your link 
before you go live on air. So try and yeah, cue it up, jock up to the vocals, and and that was that. And then you try and do it for real then. But what happens was the dust mat. You could actually hold hold the uh, seven inch down with your finger and and the dust mat, and then you know the the turntable would be going round, and then you sort of let it go, and then. The intro would come in, you jock up to the vocals, and then that was it. I mean, it was great. I mean, like sometimes you practice drilling two or three times, and then ho- hopefully you would sort of, uh, so it was you know, a very manual system of starting it. And you, you know, if you were new to radio, as we all were, we were kids, uh, except Dermot was very old. But but but, but you would come along and you'd, you'd sort of you'd, yeah. you'd hold this, and it took a bit. So technically, <laughs> it, it took Dermot uh, now not long, maybe three or four years, and <laughs> and, and then 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 uh, he 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 got it. You know, because you would you would. Put the record on and and some if you hit the play button to make the turntable go around it took maybe a good maybe two revolutions sometimes go it's a warm up it's a warm up it, yeah. it was a lend lenko yeah i still have some by the way oh sure you would yeah and, and your confirmation <laughs> so 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 you had to hold the dust mat let it go so yeah dermot technically uh took t- took a little bit of time and then after a c- couple of years like he, he, was, he was and i'll tell you what you you sort of know why he was special Every major country star wanted to appear with Dermot. He had a reputation right throughout the industry. Uh, people liked it, and it was seen as uh, the show. And in fairness, we 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 should make a reference to Carousel here, uh, which I just you know what was uh, sort of been on a, a little while before us as well. The station in the dog Hugh Hardy had sort of established a great uh, country show as well. So like this is a very strong area for country music. Mm. But you know Hugh would have always said as well Dermot was uh, the king as regards the voice. <laughs> uh, you know Michael Jarrett, tell me about you and Dermot Finglas. What age were you when you met him first? And you were always in this sequence of programming, weren't you with Dermot? I was. Yeah, I remember sort of. Um, just writing into Ebal McDonald at the time to see if there was any gigs going and uh, Michael Common was on on a Sunday and I did a Sunday night for for a couple of weeks and then uh, somebody left the weeknights and I landed the, the weekly night gig so I was always on at half past seven to half eleven and for more or less 30 years Dermot was always on before me and you know I was 16 when I started I think 15 or 16 years of age and still double jobbing on, on Boyneside and sort of done stores as well so yeah I mean it's it's mad I mean like 30 years later you know and yeah, up until recently of course like Derby was always on before me as well and, and you know it, it was just oh, we always had crack like and, when and I came you, in like, you there was a rumour they were having an affair <clears> there was yeah I, but that Michael has always that. denied it <laughs> no uh, really? but let me just remind you as well Dermot did other shows didn't you Dermot Dermot, you did lunchtime yeah, shows I and you did, did breakfast shows. I done Sunday morning shows. He as did, well. yeah. He did. He did the breakfast show for 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 a yeah. stint for a while yeah. and the midday show. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I joked earlier on about sort of you know uh, Dermot and having a jar. Um, so look at LMFM was up. Uh, oh, sorry, Boyneside became LMFM and it's up and it's running. And uh, in about 1992, uh, you know things went in a different direction for me and I went off to uh, eventually RT and various and into business uh, and so on and all over the years I'd be still tuning into uh, LMFM and what I was amazed by and you know I don't mean to blow smoke up the posteriors of Eddie and, and Dermot mm. but like I remember particularly thinking and it was at the, um, I was in Mary Street in Drogheda one evening and here was the, and Dermot came on and, you know, it was the usual, hello there, etc. And I remember I was saying, I don't think I've ever met so such professionals 
believe it or not, that 30 years on, and I, l- let me address it to Eddie Caffrey. He'll go on this afternoon. He still has the same energy level that he had back then. And do you know why? And I have a theory, because I've met people in broadcasting now, sort of in Britain, America, and here in Ireland, uh, and, and worked, with, uh, worked with them all. They didn't have the background that these guys had. You know, when you've been hauling coal upstairs around Drada and somebody offers you a job in a nice studio, when Eddie, the, 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 yes, cow, cow. Cow, but like, uh, you know, Eddie used to say to me something, you know, and he, 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 he won't mind me saying this, but I, I quote it to sometimes people sort of when I be advising businesses. Uh, the 1988 Wireless Telegraphy, Telegraphy Act closed down the pirate stations and there was a hiatus a gap before we opened uh, the uh, uh, LMFM and Eddie went back to to agricultural work etc I remember one day he was going into the studio to do a programme on LMFM this had been out in the Boyne shopping and you were whistling going into the studio and you know me some days I could be in a bad mood or something was wrong you know so I was there with my frown and Eddie's going and I more or less said what making you so effing happy excuse me you know and Eddie says this is better than picking potatoes you know what I mean <laughs> and like you know that, that that so like that professionalism but like you know Dermot was there on the button every evening never late I don't you know they've never been late for a show like that sort of professionalism you know there, there is now you know radio is actually very disciplined we talk about the crack we had and look pirate radio should look at I, I, I sort of you know I feel sorry that my kids you know whatever is the, the pioneering thing now it's probably tech you know what I mean or setting up some but the sort of life and fun we had uh, back and, then and there was actually sort of, you know, groupies waiting outside you know well Eddie I used to be very worried about that <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah 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 I remember beating one of them out of the studio one night now she's his wife so I have to be, be very careful about, I have to be very careful about that and of course Michael Jared is responsible for more children in the northeast than anybody else but that, that's not personally yeah, that, that, directly responsible that, that, you better explain story. that yeah yeah, yeah. Yes, we are reminiscing on late lunch today with the famous four. Dermot Finglas is with us on the show today. Eddie Caffrey, Michael Jared, and Gavin Duffy. Tell us that story, Dermot. Good job you mentioned it when we were off air there about Slane and the riots in Slane and you. <laughs> I don't know what year it was, but uh, Ebon McDonald, he was a wonderful fellow, lovely, lovely yeah. man, lovely yeah. man. But he was in charge at Boyne St. Adam, but the, the Rolling Stones were in Slane, and he sent me out to do the Saturday Luck show. <laughs> on the road in a caravan. I was running out of place on the Jays. They nearly wrecked the caravan in heaven. <laughs> Imagine playing country music outside the gates of Slane on the Rolling Stones on. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea to, to email at the time. Promote the, but you were there anyway. So but, but no, you, you were better received. You yeah, were doing, was, well, on the Saturday morning, you were doing the green the, scene. Yeah, it was a Friday night and Dermot would have been doing uh, the Friday night and I think then we had maybe Mike Tusky or somebody who had on came to the night and kind of wine and the crowd were drinking and everything and by the next morning the green scene was on they were all out of the head they were all going around enjoying the green scene like hell all the hippies all the stone slants yeah. would Eddie give no sympathy to Dermot he said yeah you caused a riot <laughs> <laughs> so we used to, used to start, I'd forgotten about that yeah. Yeah. when the new you book know. comes out on Slane there's a piece of history that's oh, been definitely. omitted it has to be included tell us this about you and country music and where this all began for you? Where did this love come from? I don't know. I just took it up. I just, I just took a bit of my type of music. I, I done a bit of singing at the time, and, and uh, I sang, happened to sing country songs, and 
I just got involved in it. That's all. What about uh, Joey Mars in George Street? Were oh, you yeah. involved in the Drogheda country music scene there? I was indeed, there? yes, along with Liam Riley and Harry Martin and uh, a few more of the lads. The country music club, the first ever in the country. And at that time, it was 50 pence to get in. <laughs> but we had some fa- fabulous oh, bands there. They were there. great nights. Ray Lamb, the Hillbillies, the Indians, Rowley Daniels, had a fun little and nothing. And they were all sponsored shows mm. by the late Bob Lynn and, mm, yeah. and different people, sponsored different shows. Very successful. It was a who's who. What about Mosney? What, you, had, had you linked there with, with the Mosney entertainment scene? I done a little bit for, uh, uh, in Mosney, all right, yeah. A little bit. I was walking up there too as a chef, from a callman to a chef. I was a, a second chef in Mosley for a, but yeah. two years. That means you picked it up off the floor after it fell for the first, <laughs> chef, for the first chef and put it on the plate and just served it to you. But, uh, sorry, you know, Dermot always reminds you of he's an ordinary bloke and he was a coal man. He was, and, you know, that guy, he, he's very... But I remember seeing him in a packed Chariot Inn in Dublin, which was the big cabaret venue in, in, in Dublin. And he was a very good singer, uh, but of course, his signature piece was the deck of cards, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, there wouldn't be a dry eye in the house. Uh, and uh, he I remember him doing it in Farrelly's Roadhouse one night. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody in the toilet with the radio mic was howling. Do you remember that, Dermot? Mm. No. Oh. Somebody was going. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to do a Mister and Mrs. show in in, right, in, yeah, in, right. in, in Farley's, and uh, the lads used to come along. Uh, I think uh, Dara, believe it or not, used to set up. But Dara was the yeah, DJ. DJ right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, good night. Was what was oh, the production? Was the production? They were absolutely <laughs> packed. I was. It was the spoiling of me. I made an absolute fortune. Uh, from it, you know, uh, it, it was it was great fun. But yeah, Dermot was entertained. But like the charity was, oh, that was like, 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 like you could still, if you wanted, in uh, those days, get any gig you wanted. It was actually the Drake Inn, was it? Gavin, yeah, he's always and correcting I, me. I was, it was a talent contest, and I'd done the deck of cards, and a group called the Values. They beat me. I got second prize on here, and one of the what, what part of it was a few bob, and part of the prize was a week's entertainment in the Europa Hotel in Belfast. And the week before I went up, they, they blew the hotel up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the world's most bombed hotel. It still holds the record. Absolutely. Let me read some of the lovely messages that are coming to us today okay. on Late Lunch to you all. And keep them coming. 53958 is the text number. Uh, hi, Jerry. I'm enjoying the show so much. I'm going to miss Dermot immensely on the radio. I'm looking forward to the show tomorrow night. That comes in from Pauline and Louise in Navin. Please pass down our very best of luck to Dermot, a true gentleman and a true legend of the radio business. Hope you enjoy your retirement. From James Healy, you know James? Yeah, yeah, James, right, yes, James yeah. sending you that message yeah. today. Yeah. Does Mr Finglas remember Pearly Shells? He used to sing it in Betty's Town. Do you remember I that? Remember, I know the song. It's an old... Uh, Patrick O'Hagan, the late Patrick O'Hagan uh, learned me that song. It was an old New Zealand song. Pearly Shells. Oh, I forget that anymore. That's all I know now. But... Uh, it was a Patrick O'Hagan song, that. OK, and you do remember singing that remember in Billy's Town. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always imagined Dermot to be a big, tall man with that yeah. deep voice, and then I saw him in concert, and he's nothing like it at all, but I can tell you this, he has the best voice on radio, <laughs> and I wish him a very, very happy retirement to himself and his wife. Uh, also another one there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Jerry, I ran a concert. I run a concert in the New Mall for RD Hospice. Uh, last Thursday night uh, it was on and we lodged 11,740 this morning. And this could not happen without Dermot and Eddie. Could you please pass yeah. on my thanks, Paddy, Sherry? And so on and so on the messages come. Michael, back to you. You know, you were completely a young fella coming mm. in. You know, you and Dermot. Dermot had his show and he came on. But I have to say this about him because I used to come in after him on Sunday Sport for 10 years. He's a true gentleman, isn't he? He is, absolutely, yeah. And um, that's one thing I noticed. I mean, when, when I started off first, um, you know, he was, he was willing to help out and, and I wasn't sure. Like, you went for the first time, you see this big, massive mixer. Looking back now, it's fairly tiny, really, mm. like, you know, on the record decks. But, like, he was always there. I mean, if I, had, if I had any questions or you'd show me what buttons to press on Voice of Verse when the t- technology changed then years ago as well in here, you know. You but, uh, yeah, I used to show him <laughs> then. Like, so, uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was great. I mean, you know, the stories, we'd have the bit of crack between between the shows and everything like that, you know, so, yeah. Uh, Dermot, what's happening from here? You're hanging up the microphone. Is that it? That's it. Unfortunately, yes. But, uh, little uh, deterioration in health and uh, things like that. But uh, 73 now, Jerry. Are you? Yeah. Dermot, you're not. 73. God, you, I'll tell you what, you, you, look, you look good on it. But actually, here's the thing. We could all say, oh, it's a pity, etc. I'm delighted he's uh, retiring and going out at the top because, you know, and everybody around this table knows that um, w- when LMFM launched, our newscaster was Charles Mitchell and uh, oh, poor yeah. Charles. Uh, and we all loved him and, and he was so good. But, you know, uh, you do have to be at the top of your health to do to, to do a show. It's a strange one, Jerry, and you'll know this. It's sedentary work sitting there, isn't it? But you, your brain has because, you know, you're chatting, you're trying to engage people, you're sorry, but you're working all of that equipment. Now, of course, you know, Jerry has an army of people there the far side of the glass, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we used to have to work in our days there, Mitch. You, know, you must have found it really nice in the last few years with all these people oh, yeah. helping you. You know, like... You you got to realise this man started off with Ebon McDonald and ended up with Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch. You know, like that's a that's a fair old that's a fair old spread, isn't it? You know, you, you know, there were some so. invitations in between too. There was a lot of pirate radio stations around that. Some sunshine. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah Mike and Dad to be one that no, did, yes. and that would be a, a load of money in heaven. And I was doing the call and the radio at the same time. Uh, you know, and I said, no, I'm not leaving daughter. Yeah. I never have. Mm. But, but after split when I was well, in charge, at one stage he said he was leaving, and I said, I'll break your legs. I swear! <laughs> I, I wanted him so much, but yeah. like, he, he knew I was saying it in jest. Does that say, and does that say it all about this man, that his love for his hometown, his love for the people he grew up with, his community and everything, he could have gone anywhere. Well, I remember having a conversation with Dermot about uh, one of the Dublin stations was, was uh, very keen for him at one stage. And... Uh, uh, funny enough, he didn't take much enticing to get him to to stay on on uh, LMFM, and uh, or sorry, it was pre it was pre LMFM. But uh, he, he said to me, "I don't know." He says, "Look, I know people in Dublin like their country music, but the listeners that we have in the northeast, they know their country music." And so it wasn't just uh, his sense of place. It was his uh, feel for the audience. And, you know, they really do. And, you know, Dermot, you know, it's not an accident, his success, to get the right mixture of Irish 
and country and then very progressive country it's 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 across the span and like how many uh radio stations around the country copied our original because we 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 were the first with it the green scene but eddie's mix of it is 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 what worked others tried it and it just it didn't take off to the ratings that the green scene still enjoys uh you, you know so it's it's getting that so you need to have somebody who's very in touch with the audience no but but dermot i remember at one stage was saying you know and of course we felt then very arrogant yeah, yeah. The, uh, dublin people wouldn't sort of pre- <coughs> wouldn't know it as well uh, or wouldn't be as uh they have an encyclopedic knowledge of uh country music and you know they'll send in a request and they're looking for the newest track of sort of the latest person out of nashville and then they're always very conscious of what Irish people are, are, are coming up. And of course, now we're talking about Dermot's retirement at a time that country music has moved centre stage, you know, and on Sunday nights now we have Nathan uh, Carter on, on, on TV, you mm. know. There was a sort of a view from the Dublin Four uh, literati at one stage. Yeah. We, we were the country hicks, you know, and, and I've always argued, no, this is, this is uh, the mainstream. It certainly is. Stay with us, lads, for a few more minutes, will you? I want to play a very special song for you when we come back and final tributes to Dermot. If you want to get in touch with us, 53958 is the text number or call in now, 1850-715-958. Yes, Cup Final Fever has gripped the northeast this week because Dundalk are in the Cup Final. They're taking on Cork City. And to celebrate, we've partnered with the Irish Daily Mail and our friends at Matthews Coaches to offer you the chance to be there on Sunday in the Aviva to cheer on the Lily Whites. We're taking a busload of loyal listeners to the latest big match in a season full of big matches for Dundalk. Simply tune in all week. And when you hear this... Text bus to 53958 with your name and location. So that's match tickets, the bus up and back with Matthews coaches to the big game and a bit of crack on the way as well. Great prize there. So listen up for that during late lunch this afternoon. We're paying tribute to Dermot Finglas and we've been joined by some more of his friends from the world of country music. I'm delighted to welcome Matt Levy and Charlie Arkins to the show. Well, (coughs) Matt, tell us about this big night that's happening tomorrow in Trim. Well, I think everyone knows about it at this at, at this at this stage. So great night for Dermot and uh, big lineup. Uh, tickets are going very very well for it. So um, so that's basically it. It's for it's for Dermot and I suppose as I said it's for him. It's not for the musicians really. So we're trying to have, have to cut the singers on songs. Only there's not many people on it. But <laughs> want to play uh, exactly. So yeah. but look at we're looking forward to it and it's. Uh, it's definitely going to be a good one. Definitely. What about this man? What do you say to him today as he uh, leaves uh, the studios and uh, goes into another aspect and phase of his life? Look, I just want to thank him for all he's done for me, especially. Like, I mean, I've known Dermot a long, long time at this stage. And, you know, only for the likes of Dermot and people on, on regional stations of the country, our business wouldn't be happening at all. Because, you know, beyond other radio stations, it's, it's, it's not any good. But definitely for LMFM, for me, and not for Eddie and... It's been just 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 been fantastic. Like I make a living out of it, and you need you need players on radio to keep the whole thing going. You really do. And like I mean, for Dermot, and you know, without I think every week I always got a play off him. And you know, it's not like you'd be ringing up looking for them. It was just the type of man he is. He was fair, fair. He was fair to everybody. Oh, yeah. no, what, Absolutely. What, what, what you kept sending the money to him, he'd play. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, play it forever. I know. Well, it's no, actually handy because yeah. you can do it. You can do it through line. You can just sit <laughs> home on the computer and you just hit the button and drop, drop it in. You know, it's ah. a devil. We had to yeah. meet up with him. But no, but I know that never came into it. No, Absolutely. No, he was, uh, no, never, I'm, never. I'm joking, no, I know you're not joking, Gavin. Yeah. But yeah, but sorry, sorry. Look, there's a legend here for me. And actually, Caffrey was slagging. Are you talking about me, no, Gavin? No, no, no. 
I'm talking about because I got the best put down there from Eddie Caffrey. Myself and Charlie Arkins, we got a photograph together, and uh, Eddie Caffrey says the two best fiddlers in the country. And, uh, but we know which one got the money. <laughs> you know, and then, Charlie, then Charlie said, "You're dragging this out a little bit." <laughs> but uh, uh, but like wow, Ch- Charlie, Charlie, just you gave me so many nights of enjoyment just seeing you I wouldn't say playing it sawing it just when just, you just it just when, when he puts that fiddle on fire <laughs> and it's just fantastic so look it's it, it, it's it's great to see him. but there, there there is a situation as well where we're, we're told that um you know, Matt is saying how good the station was. But for a bit of controversy, I used to sometimes take an opposite view. So <laughs> Dermot knows where I'm going with this one. Because yeah, yeah. Daniel was talking to him recently about it. But uh, I, I decided, now this is in the early days of LMFM, to take a set against Daniel O'Donnell, right? Because the country loved Daniel, right? So I started a campaign where well, he's not a great singer and, you know, he's this and he's that. Of course, there'd be all these old ears phoning in saying he was this, that and the other, right? And uh, then I started questioning his manhood, you know, just saying, oh, he's a bit effeminate, you know, and stuff like that, you yeah. see. So now there was also, and I swear to God, they, they, I got a phone call one day, right, from these people uh, in a in Balbriggan. And, of course, put it live on air, right? And they started telling the story. Oh, look, you, you shouldn't be saying that about Daniel, you know, blah, blah, blah. Daniel is a great man, you know, and I'll tell you for a fact, he's a great lover. And of course, like an idiot, instead of being very careful, I, I sort of the, the the conversation went on, and it and, and it led to a sort of, and it was these uh, girls in a hairdressing salon. They'd set me up completely. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. uh, and so on. So right. Daniel's management were very upset, right? So I had to go and apologise to to uh, to to Daniel. Sean Riley. Yeah, and I remember um, Tammy Wynette was on yeah. in in the, so, and he and Sean made me sit beside Daniel for the con- and you know Daniel he's the nicest person. Yeah. So so I, I had to sit beside him for I'd be calling him all these names for months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then look Daniel and. And the graciousness with which he accepted my... You know, he is a gentleman, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I really <laughs> felt so, so guilty about it. But, like, he knew it was all in fun and jest as well. And Sean sort of said, look, look, yeah. it's look, it's promoting Daniel. Anyway. Done him no harm. It, uh, it, it, done, him, it done him. It, it, it certainly it, didn't. It and him. I know he was on to speak to you personally as well and has sent his good wishes, Daniel O'Donnell and his yeah. management team, Dermot, to you. And we know yeah. that yeah. and we thank them for it. Your family have been on. The Fingless family have been on. Your sisters and brother. And they wanted to say how proud they are of you and what you've achieved over the years and that they love you to bits and that they wish you all the very best I think that's lovely coming from the Fingless family well you may tell them that that I'm bankrupt (laughs) 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 he is the poor Maudon already Charlie Arkins talk to me about Dermot Fingless well so Dermot and I go back a long long time uh, way back so far and uh, I always love the thing about Dermot you know I might meet someone like uh, in the early days like Robert Mazel when he came on the business first Jimmy Smith into Introduced me to him and I played on his records and I says I know a man above an LMFM that would play your record, do you? And I came and any time you came to Dermot with a new artist or anything like that, Very he sure. couldn't be more than helpful at, at playing new artists and stuff like that. He was brilliant, you know. There's his phone ringing. Yeah, Is that that's your Dermot phone playing ringing? with yeah. the phone. Hey, <laughs> the bank manager. <laughs> Just to let me know I'm not bankrupt. No, he, <laughs> the bank manager's looking for a free ticket for tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get in. 
But uh, with great times with Dermot and all the concerts we used to have over in Mary Duff's and Aye. myself yeah. and Matt and oh, yourself, yeah. we were all a, a team nearly together yeah, on Old Stagecoach and all that. Fabulous band, so, Charlie yeah. Fronts, along with Matt, a fabulous band called Old Stagecoach. Yeah. And there are just a bunch of musicians who get together. To be there tomorrow. They all happen yeah. to be, half of them happen to be from at Boy. But they're a fabulous band and I'm, and it's, uh, I'm delighted that, that they're actually playing tomorrow night. Well, uh, thanks yeah. for having us, Dermot. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Dermot. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, but, but, but funny enough, I, I think uh, the one person who owes the most to Dermot Finglas is Gloria, right? One day yeah, at a time, he would not stop playing. Fair now, now, by the way, it wasn't a hit straight away, right? Mm. But he'd play it twice at the one show he'd play it at the beginning and the end mm. and eventually it became uh, yeah. a huge hit and Eddie how long number one for a year was it 70 something like that 70, 70 yeah. weeks yeah, yeah. yeah it's 70 I, I, weeks I don't, I don't think Annie was ever beaten no I yeah. think that so. record stands, stands to this very yeah. Yeah. but, but yeah. if you go back and you check it now we don't have logs from those days but Dermot was playing that faithfully for about three months before everybody uh, now it was a, I don't know why the, it, it was a slow burner mm. initially everybody remembers it as a big oh, hit but, 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 but uh, uh, Lena yeah. Martell had Hit with that in England. Yeah, she, she was a Scottish yeah. lady, wasn't she, Eddie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gloria, yeah. Mm. yeah. Gloria yeah. picked her up. But you, this man, you credit for being the man that got that going. Yeah, and ultimately yeah, yeah. And likewise, like you know, seeing the late late there the other night. You know, Robbie Williams would be mad not to record. You're such a good-looking woman. I guarantee yeah, you, it'd be, be a great number. Us, yeah. yeah, it'd be a number, great number one for him. You know, and mm. it'll it'll be a, sort of a, a a big hit again. Who's the Italian chap who wrote that, Eddie? I'm looking to you as the oh, expert. Yeah. Also for Joe, was Joe, Joe, you didn't Albert write Hammond. that. Albert Hammond. Al, Al, Albert, Albert oh, Hammond that's Albert that. Hammond. But who was the Italian chap who sort of Robert 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 yeah, yes. well, he had the, mm, that was a big hit over here for a few acts. But you're Charlie, Robert you, genuinely, and you're, I know you're a modest man, but you must have met every, because you are the great session. You, you've played yeah, on every record. That they're, <laughs> they're, they're only been a bit <laughs> a few, uh, Nashville yeah, area, I suppose, and all that, yeah, like Dermot yeah. there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's nice to meet people like Roberto Donova now. Yeah. Uh, I think we were on, we were on uh, uh, Huey Green's Opportunity Knox when I met him, and yeah. because we did You Are No Angel. Yes. And he wrote it. He was in it. He wrote over Thailand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He wrote some of that. He wrote for some. He was, you know, and it was. Sean uh, O'Dowd did it then. Yeah. Mm. Dolan was just very lucky to discover, you Absolutely. know, and, and, and yeah. Denova wrote a few for him and, mm. yes, you know, right. Make yes. Me an yeah. Island. It was, it was fantastic. Anyway, yeah. final word to the man himself. Yeah. Again, Dermot, today, look at all your friends who've yeah. come here to well, pay I, I, tribute I, to I'm you. I'm so happy, and uh, I can leave this room and leave anywhere else I, I have to be, uh, knowing the fact that uh, I've had so many great friends like these lads here. Oh yeah. Well, Dermot, we wanted to just say thank you so much for the memories and the great music you've brought to the airwaves and the careers you've made and the songs you've played for people and everything you've done and that voice. Let's hear those immortal words again from you. Your your catchphrase. Hello there. That's that's it. Well, hello there. Hello. Maybe maybe it's goodbye there. Hello. Maybe it is for today. But we're finishing out. I know with your favourite because I know you love the great George Jones and just for you and Marie and the family and. For all those years on radio, here it is. He stopped loving her today. Dermot Finglas, a legend. Thank, Thank you, Jerry. You. Well done, Dermot. He you. said, I'll love you till I die. She told him you'll forget in time. As the years went slowly by. 
She still preyed upon his mind He kept her picture on his wall Went half crazy now and then But he still loved her through it all Hoping she'd come back again Kept some letters by his bed Dated 1962 He had underlined in red Every single I love I went to see him just today Oh, but I didn't see no tears All dressed up to go away First time I'd seen him smile in years He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon they'll carry him away He stopped loving her today You know, she came to see him one last time And we all wondered if she would And it kept running through my mind This time He's over her for good He stopped loving her today It placed a reef upon his door And soon Stop loving her today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.